0: Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you from our studios on the campus of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. And welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is one of our good friends, Deacon Steve Greco. Deacon, welcome back to our program. Uh,
1: It's such a blessing to be here, Rick, and thank you so much, and God bless you and your audience.
0: And I, I appreciate that very much. Would you please bless us all with an opening prayer?
1: Heavenly Father, we just thank you, we praise you, and worship you, and glorify you. We thank you, Lord God, for the gift of life, the gift of protection. We ask the Holy Spirit to be released within us in a powerful way. Cover us with the precious blood of Jesus. Fill us, Lord God, with every spiritual blessing through the intercession of our blessed Mother. The power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now. Deacon Steve Greco, for the three of you who don't know who he is, uh, <laughs> uh, is the founder of Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry. Can you tell us just a little bit about what that is and what you've done with it? It's huge, so keep it down. We've only got an hour program. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank
1: you, Rick, and it's such a blessing again to be here. Um, Spiritful Hearts is a, a ministry of evangelization and, and healing. It's a ministry of trying to communicate how much God loves you. And we do that in a variety of ways. We have our radio show, Empowered by the Spirit. I've written seven books, uh, have numerous CDs and DVDs. We do conferences. I actually, believe it or not, had 80 conferences canceled. As a result oh, of COVID-19, wow. but we've been doing online conferences and quite a bit. So whatever we can do to communicate God's love, God's blessing, God's healing, God's forgiveness is something that we really focus on. And it is a ministry of encouragement, focusing on the heart, because we say the greatest journey in the world is 18 inches from the head to the heart. Oof. that you have to have that metanoia, that transformation in you, in which you put Jesus into your heart and make him Lord and savior.
0: Metanoia is an interesting word. It's it's classically translated as repent, but it means a total, complete turnaround of self. Exactly. And that yes. sounds like that's the, the ministry that you're asking people to engage. Exactly. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful ministry. You just mentioned though, that it's been, impacted tremendously in its, I guess you would say normal dealings in how many of your interactions have been sidetracked by COVID and 80 conferences to be canceled is huge, which means that COVID has had a huge impact upon your life and upon um, your ministry, (laughs) which it has also had a huge impact on all of us. I have an 85 year old mother that I worry every day is going to, to come down with it because we know that that impact on people her age is huge. So, how has this been affecting you other than those conferences being canceled?
1: Well, the self-quarantines, you know, and, and I've gotten to know my wife, you know, I've been married for, <laughs> uh, it'll be 49 years this year, but I think I've spent more time with her in the last three months, in yes. the last
0: 10 years. I know my adult children <laughs> so much better. <laughs> I
1: know. I mean, it's just, it's pretty amazing. But, you know, I think it really is a focal point in which we say, Jesus, I trust in you. Uh, because our whole world was turned upside down. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had so many plans in Northern California and Arizona and, and Nevada and all kinds of things and they were all canceled. And so we prayed and prayed and prayed and said, Lord, now what? You know, there's a tendency for people to say, well, I'll kind of wait it out, but we know it's a long wait. And so we, we didn't want to wait on the sidelines. And so we went to online conferencing. And so we, how done- does that work? I, I'm familiar with Zoom. Yeah, I use that in the classes I teach all the time. Well, we did Facebook live is, is really the vehicle that okay. uh, we've been doing. We've had one and we've had two day conferences in which we have a series of speakers. And obviously it is live, but it's also recorded and posted on our Facebook page and spiritual hearts, Facebook, as well as our website. And so bottom line is that we get a lot of viewers and literally we've had thousands of people that viewed that quite frankly, all over the country and even all over the world where they would not normally have access to us. So we're trying to let the wow. Lord turn lemonade and uh, out of lemons and, and to have a, a bigger reach. So, so we're doing a lot of programs along those lines. And uh, we have a new conference just coming up uh, very shortly on, on this new book that I wrote called be not afraid. Well, and we're going to talk, quite a bit about that in just a moment. I, I want to
0: go back for just a moment to how this has impacted you. There's a, a lot of fear out there. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, uh, I worry every day. Worry maybe is the wrong term. I'm concerned every day that my mom is going to to come down with this. So I'm really her only link. So my family, uh, I have an 18-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 22-year-old all living with us. Uh, mm. God and, bless you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, <laughs> Thank amen. Thank you for that.
1: Speaking of change, And for right? all
0: those other people that are listening out there, may God bless them too. Amen. It, that, that is hard, but I wanted to give a little credit to them. They have kept themselves from engaging in things that normal teenagers would engage in. When they first started releasing people back out into public to kind of rejoin the world, It was tempting to have the teenagers get out there and do things, and yet mine have stayed in precisely because we as a family are essentially afraid that we're going to contract it and then pass it on to other people like my 85-year-old mother. How have you engaged the fear, and then how did that inspire this book?
1: Well, it was interesting because through prayer, and not just myself but other members of, of the ministry. Both got this need to, uh, for me to write this book in the midst of, of this trial, this COVID-19, very early in March when it was first coming out. The Lord said, I want you to write this book about having faith instead of fear and to really focus on what are the tools that you need to do to get more faith. And so, so I've tried to focus on that and, you know, what are the blessings that are coming out of this? I mean, we're all human and we all have our moments of fear and doubt and concern, but it's really important not to dwell on it. You know, someone once said, are you a five second Christian, a 15 second Christian, a 30 second Christian? How how often do you dwell on what's good versus what's bad? And so you can start dwelling on what's bad. And it's it's a spiral effect downward in which you basically say, oh, you know, it's you know, it's like it's coming. Something bad is going to come. Or you can focus on the fact that God is protecting me and God is blessing me. And that's how I've tried to do it. Uh, not easy, though, right? I mean, I think more than ever, we need prayer. So I'm praying more than ever. Ten divine mercy chaplets a day, three rosaries oh, wow. a day. I'm I'm praying more than ever scripture and so forth. I have more time to do that. You know, I'm exercising more. I'm, I'm doing a lot of walking. So things have changed. And, and I think that we have to say, OK, how can I get closer to Christ in the midst of this, this trial? One of the things
0: that has been a blessing to me has been going back over some of the basics of the faith again. So revisiting like the Sermon on the Mount, which is so important, uh, this, the section that talks about trusting in God and behold the lilies of the field, uh, how beautiful they are. Amen. Like not even Solomon was arrayed like that. God will take care of you if your focus is on God. That whole section starts off with, uh, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and, and your man, career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your career or anything else, right? <laughs> Which means, I, I think, if I'm hearing you right and, and looking through your book, it's not just a matter of, of hold out, have faith that God will take care of you. I also see in here, get busy. You, you have a, a mission still. This hasn't stopped your mission. You still, every individual, every person has been called by God. So are you on hold or are you,
1: so how does your book address that? We are striving ahead. I think that it really focuses on the fact of being in the presence of God, that you have to be in the presence of God in order and to expect the fact that, that he is going to talk to you. I, you know, one of my favorite stories, Rick is. When, uh, Joan of Arc is before the Queen of France, and the Queen of France says, how is it that you, a 14-year-old peasant girl, has God speak to you, and I, the Queen of France, do not? And, and her answer to the Queen was, Your Highness, God is speaking to you all day long, but you're just not listening. And I think the bottom line is, <laughs> right? Is that not great? You know, I love and, it. <laughs> and that's exactly, exactly what's going on. So guess what? You got more time to listen right now, more than likely. I mean, some of us, of course, are working from home and and so forth. But many of us have more time than we've ever had before to really get into prayer and to listen to God and listen to each other, you know, because God is going to speak through your spouse, through your children and for those closest to you. So I think look for the positive of what's happening. Get closer to God in prayer, read scripture, pray more, the rosary, divine mercy, But also, and I've got a whole chapter in here about evangelization, people are hurting. So now's the time to be Jesus even more as it relates to reaching out to be an encourager, to be able to reach out to people and say, God is with you. Jesus is with you. Turn to him. Trust in him. Don't let fear take over your life. I would like to go through this
0: over the next um, two sections or so, kind of chapter by chapter, because you've got so much wonderful things in here. but. I really would like to ask the question when you were writing this, how did your engaging of this material affect you as you were writing it?
1: Well, it gave me encouragement, you know, it gave me hope, you know, and it's interesting because I have people who have read it and so many people have come to me and said, I have greater hope than I've ever had because I've read this book and I realize I'm not alone. And so the other thing that really hit me was that I knew I was on a mission. And what we're doing, and for our listening audience, is we have two parishes that have distributed this to their their parish, uh, and that's St. John the Baptist in Costa Mesa and Santiago de Capistela in Lake Forest. And the offer on the table is its list price is $15 a book that we're letting that go for $5 a book in bulk. But we're also getting donors. And in some cases, the parish doesn't have to pay for it at all. If we can get donors that just underwrite, the cost is pretty much what it comes down to. We want to get this in the hands. Uh, it's already been in the hands of thousands, but we want it into a multitude of thousands of people uh, so that they can get hope. And, and that's how it's really impacted me is I'm on a mission. I have greater hope. I have greater faith, and I have greater joy because I know I'm not alone. I know I'm fulfilling God's purpose. So the book itself is Be
0: Not Afraid. It's by Deacon Steve Greco. Right now you can get it on Amazon through the online service. Through Kindle, correct. Through, with the, through Kindle. You can also get hard copies of it by going to spiritfilledheartsministry.com. Uh, is that essentially the website?
1: Yeah, it's spiritfilledhearts.org. Uh, y- you can go to the website and then on the website, you can order the book, and uh, which and that, a lot of people... You can do. get the hard
0: copy that way. Get the hard copy. I love the hard copy. I, yeah. I have to deal with, with electronic material all the time for all the, the research that I do. There is nothing like being able to hold on to a book. There's, there's something physical about being able to go back and forth with it.
1: I like that. And, and just to, to add to that, we're getting orders out of New York State, out of various states, Pennsylvania, around the country, and they're ordering it for for their groups, like, for example, the Sarah Club, right, mm-hmm. which is a great organization, just ordered 30 books. Okay. So one person, and and we mail them individually to their members. Oh, cool. To their home. So we're also doing that where uh, if you let us know your group or your organization, and give us the addresses, we'll mail it individually to them. So when we come back, I want to start going through some of the the things that you talk about
0: in here. I, I don't want to, to let all the thunder out on one hand, but I don't want to waste an opportunity to get this out uh, at least a taste of it to the people around us so when we come back I'm going to start going through the table of contents with you it's a beautiful table of contents you're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio I'm Rick Howick your host and with me today is Deacon Steve Greco who is uh, the founder of Spirit Filled Hearts Ministry we're talking about his new book Be Not Afraid which has to do with having faith in Christ during the COVID virus and we'll talk about that when we come back Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Deacon Steve Greco. And Deacon Steve, we're glad to have you back, and we have been talking about the COVID-19 virus, and recently, in your downtime, since you've had 80 conferences canceled, (laughs) 80 conferences everyone, he's had canceled. This is a very busy man. He's bored to tears, and he's asking God, what do you want me to do? Yeah, I'm writing books, right? So he wrote a book on advice on how to engage the COVID-19 virus with Jesus by your side. So with that in mind, it's not a huge book. It's a sh- fairly short book. It looks like it's 116. Pages. I was going to say about 100 pages or so. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's an, it looks like it's a fairly quick read. You've got about seven or eight chapters. So mm-hmm. the chapters are reasonably small, too. hmm What's the first chapter,
1: and what is it going to tell us? It's overcoming adversity because the bottom line is this: is that we're we're going through trials. I mean, there's no way to yeah. sweep that under the rug. No, you know,
0: every day that we're at home and we have our dinner together, we both give thanks for this time together, and we ask God for mercy for this time together.
1: <laughs> exactly, you know, and and it's different, it's changing, and so forth. And so, how do you overcome adversity? By focusing on Jesus, by focusing on Jesus, and you, and you think of Peter walking on the water, right? Bottom line Ooh, is that you have your eyes on Jesus, and you can with with Jesus, all things are possible, and and great things are happening. Once you turn and look at COVID nineteen waves, yeah, you know, God. and all the issues as it relates to finances and and fear and, and trials and, and whatever, then you sink. And so, uh, the very first chapter. For example, we say the very first thing is seek Jesus every second of every day and basically say I need to have more of Jesus in my life. Point number 2 is control your mind because 1 Corinthians 10:4 and 6 says the weapons of our warfare are not worldly but have divine power to destroy strongholds and and we have take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. You know, what are we thinking about? What are what are we letting fill our hearts? And I have to say, you know, don't spend a lot of time looking at news. Uh, to, you know, I mean, look at know what's going on. I mean, don't put your head in the sand. Have a, a good idea what's going on. But you can do that through the Internet or different ways. But bottom line is that, you know, you just can't let these negative things enter your mind.
0: This is actually very good advice in general. I mean, I realize you wrote this specifically to deal with this time while we are um, under lockdown with COVID and even while we have eased up in some quarters of the world, uh, we're still very confined in many ways. When we look at things like uh, the internet, we look at uh, news sources, how many times do they have things on there that are distracting? Oh, Distracting, and I use that term quite loosely, in some of the worst ways, and it gets your mind going, and then you lose control of your imagination you may get it back in a few moments, but its damage has already been
1: done. Well, we're, we're in a battle. We're in a war, yeah. you know, and we have to train ourselves. You know, I, I often say the word disciple, what is the derivative of that, right, is to be disciplined. We have to be disciplined on how we think, what we put inner into our mind, into our soul. And we have to focus on hope, which is another part of what I do talk about is hope and, and to pray fervently, to let joy fill your heart. And to have expected faith and, and to really expect God's intervention in our life. I mean, that's the first chapter. And, and so how do you overcome adversity? You have to work at it. So you're talking about really
0: cultivating the essential virtues. Uh, yes. So when you're, yeah. oh, that's where <laughs> I got it from. <laughs> I knew it came from somewhere. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's true. It's though. about yeah. faith and hope. Exactly. In order for us to encounter the love of Christ in our world and, if we encounter the love of Christ, uh, we already have our fulfillment. This is the truism of, of the statement that of the three virtues, faith, hope, and love, heaven only has one of them. Heaven is a faithless place, and it's a hopeless place because you don't need faith anymore. You have what you had faith in, Amen. and you don't need hope anymore because no. it's all there. Exactly. It's all about love. Exactly. So while we're waiting and while we're struggling and while we have adversity, your chapter is speaking so eloquently about that,
1: we have to have our faith and hope during this time. And we have to, to get close to Jesus and he is the God of love, right? He is love. And so bottom line is that the closer we get to Jesus, the more strength that we have, the more power that we have, the power of the Holy Spirit upon us. And that leads us to the second chapter to have faith and not fear. And I talk a lot about faith in the ministry and how do we get faith? We have to ask for it and we have to expect that it happens.
0: You mentioned in that chapter that the devil cannot steal our salvation. So why do we fear so much?
1: Well, because I, to be candid, because we're human. I mean, we're human and we're under attack all the time. The devil wants to, paralyze us, because when we're paralyzed, when we don't have that faith, when we're not just reaching out to people in a way that we believe, if we cower, if we fall back, if we look like, oh, woe is me, we look at the glass half empty, what kind of testimony is that? Who wants to join more of that? You know, we have to really say, yes, Lord Jesus, I trust in you. That's why we love divine mercy. Jesus, I trust in you. Divine mercy
0: certainly encapsulates all that. I I notice in your book, you've combined uh, in this chapter two fascinating images that are that are iconic. The armor of God from Ephesians six. Yes. Shield of faith. And then hungering and thirsting after God as in the Beatitudes. Talk to us a little bit about how those go together.
1: So my favorite Beatitude, and I love all the Beatitudes, but is Matthew five, six, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, which is means God's will, for then they'll be filled, then they'll be satisfied. We have to want Jesus. We have to hunger for Jesus. You know, we have to seek him, ask, seek, find. You know, we have to do that, and when we do that and we ask for more faith, then the devil cannot. Penetrate that. That's the reason why in Ephesians six, it says our faith is a shield to block or quench the firing arrows that are fired to us. Yeah. And if we don't have faith, think about that as an image right now. Yeah. You have no shield if you have no faith. And all of the attacks upon you, the doubt about the future, the doubt about your health, the doubt about your finances, the doubt about those closest to you, right? You have all of that That doubts or fears. If you don't have faith, it's very, very difficult, if not impossible, to block that, uh, block the attacks of the enemy. I heard someone tell me a good modern
0: analogy is uh, how scientists understand the atmosphere around planets. So our atmosphere protects us if you have meteors and meteors, meteors coming through our, our exactly. atmosphere. Exactly. They burn up in the atmosphere. Exactly. You have the faith it will just burn them away. Exactly. Very few get through and those are the ones that are the biggest and strongest. Can
1: I take that by the way? Yeah. <laughs> Please do. be in the next book. I'll, I'll do a footnote and put your name yeah, on it.
0: Yeah. They'd look at, at Mercury and all of the pockmarks that are there because they all got through. It's a dead planet, too.
1: Yes. Yes. It says something about that. No, it's true. That's a great I I like
0: the idea that faith is a shield. It's quenching all those arrows. Exactly. Uh, And yet still you're talking about um, the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes have to do with the joy in Christ. Amen. Be happy are those. uh, Blessed are those. Amen. And it's those who put
1: the centrality of Christ first. This is one of the greatest challenges of our lives. I mean, let's face it, right? At least that's my feeling that what's going on right now is a huge challenge. And are we going to let it destroy us or certainly hinder us? Or are we going to use this as an opportunity to grow in faith, to be, get closer to Christ? Uh, You know, because let's face it. I mean, we are under siege right now, right? We couldn't go to mass for a number of months. I mean, so much was going on that just disrupted our lives, and are we going to sulk on that? We're we going to get depressed. We're we going to get anxious. Or are we going to use this as an opportunity to get closer to Jesus?
0: Well, and then you kind of wind out that chapter with some discussion about, again, repentance and then trusting in Jesus. Um, we recently put up a picture of the uh, divine mercy Jesus with the, at the bottom, Jesus, I trust in you in our, in my wife's in my bedroom. So when we get up and we're on our way to our restroom, he, there he is. And it's kind of a reminder. Awesome. Walk by. Awesome, Jesus, I trust in you. And it dawned on me as I'm looking at that, that this was what was wrong when I was a, a Presbyterian years ago. The Presbyterians are beautiful people. They love Jesus. They love the Bible. They're, they're, that's all very good. They bought into the idea of faith alone. And it's not just a matter of faith in Jesus. It's a matter of trust in Jesus. And that's a slightly but important difference to that. To have faith in someone means you believe in them. To trust in them means you believe in them to be with you, to help you, to engage with you.
1: Amen. And I love how
0: you've then linked them together by repentance and I trust in you.
1: Yeah, it's so important again, and and we constantly talk about that 18-inch journey from the head to the heart. I mean, you can have faith, you can believe and say, okay, I believe in that Jesus exists, But is Jesus Lord of your life? I mean, is Jesus in your heart where you don't fear because you trust? Jesus, I trust in you. I once had a priest say to me, what I want you to do for your penance is use the rosary and just go around with every bead and just say impactfully and devoutly, Jesus, I trust in you. It's really powerful to go through all the beads of a rosary. And that's all you say. Jesus, I trust in you, because we have to get it in our hearts. You've got uh, at, towards the end
0: of chapter six and seven, which deals with the gift of endurance and the praise without ceasing. How do those go together?
1: Well, one of my favorite scriptures is in Hebrews uh ten thirty six, which is in the book for you. You need endurance so that you will do the will of God and receive what he's promised. I mean, the bottom line is this our journey our spiritual journey is a marathon not a sprint it's a marathon and so many people think it's a sprint so many people want to check the box right because that's right. that's who we are we want to say okay done that been there but that's not the way it works the rich young man all these things i've done my whole life yeah, what more do i need yeah what more do i need you know i figured that out you know i i I'm, I'm all set you know i've got it all figured out no it's because we go through all of these trials and these challenges and so that you need perseverance, you need endurance. And in order to do that, you know, you have to, it's like peeling layers of an onion. You have to peel another layer and another layer, another layer say, Lord, what must I do? Because I want to be holy. I desire holiness. So what must I do? And it's that prayer. It's that communication. It's that trusting in God. It's letting him into your heart that makes all the difference.
0: Wow. We are talking with Deacon Steve Greco, and he is discussing his new book, Be Not Afraid. And it deals with why we should not be afraid while we deal with this COVID-19 virus. When we come back, there's we're going to get into the meat of the book, and we're going to talk a bit more about it. If you would like more information, we're also going to give you the information as to how to... Get a hold of this for either you, yourself, or in bulk at a much, much cheaper rate for your parish. This is Orange County Catholic Radio, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you high atop the Tower of Hope, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Deacon Steve Greco. Good friend of ours and author of many books, also slightly busy with conferences all over the world. I think the first time I interviewed you, you were in a hurry because you had to get things back to go out to the Philippines for a conference or something like that. Right.
1: Yeah. we we, Three times in the (laughs) Philippines, one time in Indonesia, and yeah, different conferences there. You've had to cancel 80 of them, as you said earlier, because you're now home with...
0: (laughs) With the pandemic, uh, not that you have it, but you're trying to avoid it like everyone else. Right. Which means that you've had a little more time to do some thoughtful reflection, both as a deacon and as an author, someone who is a committed servant of Christ and as someone who is also a servant of the audience. And uh, you wrote a book. And so we've been going over the book the last couple of sections. And if people are interested in getting this, it's a short book. Uh, they can either order an individual copy uh, through your website, which we'll talk about a little bit later again, for I think it's $15, or they can order in bulk. And at a certain level, it's just $5 a book if they order it in enough bulk in order perhaps to give to a significant group within your parish or the entire parish itself. So when we get to the end here, we'll let people know how to do that. But this isn't an infomercial. This is about how this book impacts people's lives. And so we've been going through the meat of it and we got through the first two chapters, (laughs) which is only partially true. We touched on some of the highlights, but some of the things that are guiding us through, let's continue with some of those highlights. Chapter three is entitled praying with power. We are sitting in the campus of what used to be Robert Schuller's home church, and I believe he used to call his ministry the hour of power. (laughs) Exactly, Uh, And it had to do with harnessing the power of God through prayer. So what do you mean by that, Deacon Steve Greco?
1: Well, we see in First Corinthians that um, Paul tells us the kingdom of God is not about talk, but a power. And we have the power of the Holy Spirit. My radio show, as you know, is called Empowered by the Spirit. And we're promised that power. In Acts 1-8, that we'll receive that power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, then we'll be our witnesses. And praying with power basically means that you pray through the Holy Spirit. We see this also in the eighth chapter of Romans, that we don't know how to pray as we ought, but we pray through groanings, we pray through the Holy Spirit, and in praying through the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden we're praying differently. We're praying with faith, we're praying with conviction. We're praying that we receive the fruit of the Holy Spirit so that we may love more. We may have more joy. We may have more peace. And in doing all that, everything changes. So, you know, I I often talk about praise because praise is talking about the attributes of God, praying the attributes of God. You are my healer. You are my shelter. You are the God of God, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the great I am. Rather than just have a series of petition that you pray with, you know, that the whole concept of acts, you know, adoration, you pray with praise. You pray with certainly contrition in which you, you know, you take an examination of conscience. You pray with thanksgiving. And the final point is supplication or petition. And so in your prayer, start with praise. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You start with praying. So, Right now, learning how to pray differently with power, with praise is, is really important. So when we're talking about the power of prayer, we're really
0: talking about something that I hate to use the word so physically, but it's almost tangible. You're talking about a spiritual encounter with God, not just a telephone call to God, not just a a, uh, a request letter. Please fulfill my list of needs uh you're talking about a conversation this is something that's a little bit different than what a lot of people think about prayer
1: father john Hampsh, i don't know if you know him or, I yeah interviewed he, him several times yeah he's one he? of my favorites and you know he's going through a really hard time here um but bottom line is he would often talk about the difference between praying with power and just ordinary petition prayer is power tools versus hand tools when you pray with power, pray through the Holy Spirit, it's like plugging in that, that power tool, right? <laughs> I and, love it. That's
0: a great analogy.
1: You know, and, and it's not that you're so
0: wrong just using the hand tool, but how much more you could do if you can plug much it more, in. <laughs> and you don't
1: realize, right? It's like, you know, driving one hammer and one nail at a time, right? Versus now having that electronic power tool. And so bottom line is this is that when you pray with power, you're just not alone in praying. You're praying. Through the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, you're praying through the intercession of of the saints, the Blessed Mother, and so forth. But you're praying with faith and conviction that, you know, it's it's the prayer of the centurion, right? Why did Jesus get so excited? You know, because he prayed with faith. He prayed and say, say, but the word. You know, you don't have to go. My servant will be healed, I believe. Jesus, I trust in you. (laughs) Jesus, I trust in you. And to pray with conviction. This also
0: reminds me of the story of the woman who had... The 10 year hemorrhage. Yes. Where she had some sort of apparently feminine bleeding. Yes. And what's important about that from a social perspective is under that culture, you were unclean and therefore out of, you were no, you were an outcast if you were, were on your menses cycle. Right. And if she spent 10 years where it, it was always there. How long had she been out of her culture? How long had she been considered unclean? I mean, this poor woman, not only did she have the medical issues, but the social issues as well. So there she is. She's clamoring to get close to Jesus. And amongst the crowd, everyone's trying to, to, to deal with him. Everyone's trying to touch him. They are touching him. And her faith, her prayer is, if I could just, it's a prayer, if I could just touch his garment. She touches the garment, and she could feel almost like it's a, a completed circuit. An electrical cor- current goes through. The power moves from Jesus to her. She feels the healing and Jesus feels the power go. It's a real encounter in the physical world of of that spiritual reality that Jesus even turns around and says, Who touched me? Which is, apostles laugh at it. What do you mean who touched you? Everyone's touching.
1: No. Who touched me? I have a great picture in my home about this. uh, Like a a reprint of a painting that I I got in, in Magdala in the Holy Land. It is so impactful because it shows the light around this woman who is touching the hem of the garment. And that's exactly what we're talking about is that I touch that garment. I, I in other words, I'm I touch Jesus. I connected with Jesus and your whole life changes. And that's exactly what praying with power is about.
0: All right. So for praying with power, you then switch. It seems like such a big shift somehow I think you're going to tell me it's not a (laughs) mission. Chapter four is about turning to your mother. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, it's something I learned um, when my kids were all teenagers, and I did not grow up with a devotion, the Blessed Mother. But the Blessed Mother is there to help us as our spiritual mother in such an important role. You think of the rosary and how the rosary transforms your life. You think about her love, her tenderness, and her role model in which you know, let it be done to me according to your word. Her faith, her faith is behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Again, let it be done to me according to your word. In other words, her faith in the midst of trials. I mean, can you imagine, uh, say, roughly a 14 year old girl all of a sudden learning that she's going to be pregnant? And what do I say to, to my a uh, betrothed husband-to-be? I mean, what do I say to my mother, my father, my family, my the people in the village, and, and all the fear that could go through, but she doesn't have fear, doesn't have fear. And she has faith, faith that moves mountains, and she has faith to make the travel to see Elizabeth. She has faith to say, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I just believe it is going to happen. And that's the faith that we need right now. We need to have that faith right now of, I don't know what the future holds, but I know that God's going to take care of me in the midst of this pandemic.
0: That's a profound, um, reminder that we have Jesus' mother who empowered Jesus, but the only words she ever spoke in scripture always pointed back to Jesus. Yes. So the classic statement in John chapter two, uh, yes. the Cana wedding, do whatever he tells you. And we are told to not be afraid. And it's a reminder that we shouldn't be. All right. I want to get to a chapter five, the examination of conscience.
1: How is that important to overcoming fear? So this is, this is so powerful in the sense. And, and I'm, I feel really good about this because Father Augustine Pugner, uh, to, you know, is a good friend. He's the pastor of St. John the Baptist. He loves this chapter because it really encourages, again, reconciliation. When you feel disconnected, we've got to connect. Again, when I wrote this, again, you also couldn't go to Mass, so but we did have that sacrament of reconciliation and and certain facilities and churches and so forth that we're still doing it. It's so important that we turn to Jesus by examining our conscience and recognizing the fact of, Right now, I want to get closer to you, and I don't want any impediments. Get rid of the impediments. And the impediments can be things that maybe you don't even realize. So it starts with prayer and say, Lord, what is blocking me from getting closer to you? Believe it or not, one time uh, I, I made that prayer, and the Lord said, you don't trust me enough. In other words, you're trying to trust the world. You're trying to trust other things. And that was what I confessed. So, I mean, is the examination of conscience? Are you putting other gods ahead of you? Anything ahead of you? To what extent, again, are you striving for holiness? To what extent are you have purity of thought, purity of mind, purity of soul? So all the things. And I go through each of the commandments and I go through a number of questions that basically allow you into a much deeper Analysis of to what extent have I offended Jesus and what extent have I moved away from Jesus, moved towards evil or moved towards the enemy and maybe not even consciously re- realizing that by my actions, my thoughts move me away from God. And, and so that examination, that daily exam becomes really important.
0: You know, I'm reminded while you're talking now of Jesus on the cross in between the two the two thieves and the story, of course, of the one thief mocking Jesus and the other one defending him. But he defends him by making a confession. We deserve what we was come to us. And then he says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Uh, it is first and foremost, I am now standing before the scariest moment of my life. I'm racked in pain. Yes. I'm going to die. Yes, I am going to meet my maker. And it is at the most scariest of times that we need to have that faith, but we can only have that faith if we're being honest to God, if we're going to come clean with Jesus and then ask him for that, that embrace.
1: That daily examination is so important. Where am I? And I think one of the best prayers you can say is, Lord, help me with my unbelief. Help me get more faith. Help me get closer to you. I desire to love as you love. I desire to love more. I, del- I desire to be closer to you. I mean, just be honest. Honesty is the best form of, of examination. Okay. We are coming to
0: our last section in just a couple of moments. And your book ends, in my opinion, with a, a twist. It's a, little bit, it's, it's a little bit strange to, to look at until you realize where you're going with this. When we come back, we're going to continue talking with Deacon Steve Greco about his new book, Be Not Afraid, which deals with how Catholics can engage the coronavirus uh, without fear. And we will talk about how this ends when we come back. Welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. With me today is Deacon Steve Greco, who is the founder of Spirit Filled Hearts Ministry, which has its own radio program we've talked a little bit about. It has an ongoing uh, conference service where you have dozens and dozens of these usually scheduled, but not right now. While we're dealing with COVID. online conferences. We, we do have online conferences, yeah, so yeah. people can register for those by going to the Spiritual. Spirit Filled Hearts org. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking at that lineup, they can also order the book by going to spiritfilledhearts.org, and they can order it individually, or they can get the book in bulk, and the price goes way down if they get it in
1: bulk. 25 copies or more will get you down to $5. Okay,
0: so it's normally 15, that will bring you down to $5 a copy, and you can have that out for a a good-sized group or your entire parish if you really wanted to do it that way. We've been talking about this book for the last uh, forty-five minutes or so, and before we get back and, and to finish, what I, I think honestly is a twist to this book uh, as it comes to the end <laughs> here. Why it has, it, why that's a twist, but a, a beautiful twist at the end. But I just want to say thank you for taking some time to come in and sharing this with the people of Southern California on our the radio stations that are carrying us uh, both in San Diego and Los Angeles. I know that um, OC Catholic they're looking at this uh, on the um, on the print side of the house so look for that coming up sometime uh, i know that this is something you can get through amazon through their kindle service but you can also get it by going to spiritfilledhearts.org and they can order this okay all of a sudden we go from from my encounter with christ from my centrality where i'm feeling comfortable where i'm back with jesus i'm back with his mother i'm back with with reconciliation you want me to evangelize
1: Exactly. What's this about? Exactly. You know, it's so important. How do you do that when you're shut down at a house? Yeah. Well, it's a variety of different ways. We'll come right? to the mechanics of it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the mechanics, calling people up on the phone, texting them, internet, all different types of social media, you know, messenger. I mean, on and on and on. And obviously social distancing when you do see people. The most important thing I've learned over the years is if you want greater faith, if you want greater hope, if you want the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you have to share it. You have to share it with other people because the more that you share, the greater your faith is.
0: But I'm scared to death of sharing. I mean, you talk about be not afraid. Who yes. cares about the COVID virus? I'm scared of sharing right. my faith in Jesus.
1: So the important thing is just to tell your story because you're the fifth gospel. And you say, well, how do I even start it? People say, how are you doing? How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great because I've really been spending a lot more time in prayer and I've really in prayer really felt God's love in my heart. I have felt greater peace because I realized that I'm not alone, that God is with me. You know, however you say it, you say it with what your experience is. You say it in the way that you've, you've encountered Jesus in a way that is transforming and And people can't argue with that. What people argue with is that when you try to tell them to do something that they don't want to do or that they're not comfortable with, they can argue with that. But if you basically say, this is how Jesus has impacted me, guess what? Fear goes out the window. Worry goes out the window. And that's why it's so important when we say be not afraid. If you want to stay in that state of faith and not fear, you have to tell other people about it. That's
0: interesting. I, I had um, early on in my becoming Catholic, I had a priest who I was talking to, and I, I asked him if I should continue moving down this road toward teaching because I was looking at being a, a professor, which I'm back doing again. But at the time, he said, "Oh yeah, 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 you need to do that." Says, but I don't think I know enough about the Catholic faith. Well, that's the quickest way to learn it is to tell other people about it. <laughs> exactly. You have to understand it before you can open your mouth and say anything about it.
1: Exactly. And it, it's been true. And when people ask you questions, then you say, "I'll get back to you on that," you know, and you yes. do a little research, and then guess what? You you usually don't forget that again. That's right.
0: That's right. And that being the case, so you've you've gone through. Getting your mind together, getting your th- your thoughts together, getting your relationship with Jesus on track, getting your relationship with his mother on track, having an examine of conscience and coming back into full unity with Christ, and now sharing that, your last chapter is on the call to holiness.
1: How does this all come together? Well, I think it's understanding like for example, first Thessalonians five eighteen in all circumstances give thanks for this, the will for you in Christ Jesus. Why is this happening? Well, you know, no one can say definitively, but we do know again Romans 8:28 that God makes all things work for good. And so if all things work for good, if I'm supposed to give thanks for everything, then what I'm going through right now must be ultimately the result of something that is going to benefit me. And what's going to benefit me? Getting closer to Christ and so holiness essentially means that I am desiring more of Jesus in my life. I'm desiring to be transformed. Uh, as it says in first Peter, you shall be holy for I am holy in Leviticus. It says, for I'm the Lord, your God, consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy. And so we are called to be holy. We are called to surrender. And so why not use this pandemic as a way wow. of getting even closer to Christ to make a decision because that's what it takes to become holy. So as we're looking at this book that
0: I'm going to recommend everyone take a look at, please, this is a chance for people who are stuck at home or at least stuck more at home than they were before to use this time to come closer to Christ in an organized way. This book is a, is a great little guide to holiness for people. Even when we're beyond COVID, for, exactly. people beyond, for people who are going through times and they're at home, people who are sick, people who are bedridden, this is a great little book. So if we're looking at trying to use this, you said that a number of people are using this as a group text. Are you saying to just give this out to people, or are you saying that people might want to start some sort of a book study on
1: it? You can have a book study. I mean, people are doing Google Meets, uh, Zoom. I mean, obviously, the various things where... Uh, I've given this talk, by the way, to lots of different groups online already uh, in which they basically start to realize, hey, guess what? This is an opportunity to grow in holiness. So you can have your group. You can use this and have an online meeting with your Bible study, whatever it is, or book study, and go through a chapter at a time and and have a discussion. So there's all kinds of things you can do as a group or certainly individually.
0: I know you've got a forward in here as well by Father Augustine Pugner, who's pastor of St. John the Baptist Parish in Costa
1: Mesa. He's one of the ones, his parish is one of the ones that's been using this book. Yeah. So they, they got 2000 of them and oh. handed out one book per family. Santiago de Capistela got 1800 of them. And oh. then other groups, you know, again, I, I've gotten 30, 50 at a time and so forth for various smaller groups. But, but Father Augustine, actually, if you go to our website, Spiritful Hearts website, you'll be able to see a clip by him. He, he said in that clip, he said, I read this book three times, and every time I read it, I got so much more out of it, and I want every prisoner that I have to be able to have a copy and to read it. And he was so encouraging to me, quite frankly. And he loved the chapters, um, each of the chapters, and the chapter on examination of conscience he really loved, but all of them. And he basically said, it's a must-read right now. So he has certainly he wrote that forward, and, and uh, it's very, very encouraging to have his support. Wow. For those of you who are listening
0: and maybe have not heard Deacon Steve Greco before, I was joking about there only being three. I think there might be five. There five. But for those who haven't heard, you actually are also a regular on Relevant Radio here in Southern California. So if anyone is listening to us right now on the same radio stations uh, in Los Angeles and San Diego, they can hear you on Sundays. At 12 noon, every Sunday, and they can hear some of the wisdom that comes from you that has gone into these books, but other topics as well. Every once in a while, you have some fascinating guests, and then you have some of the other people like me come on. Uh, One of my best guests. But the bottom line is you have been a regular fixture in Southern California and throughout the world, and this is a great addition to what your ministry has been about, and this is very timely. For people who want to get it one more time, they can go to spiritfilledhearts.org, and they can either order an individual copy of it, or they can order 25 or more and get it for one-third the price for 5 bucks a copy. Correct. What a bargain. Deacon, if you would be so kind as to lead us in a word of prayer, I think all of our listening audience would benefit from it. And if you sneak in a deacon's blessing at the end, I think they'd be overjoyed.
1: Well, thank you so much for allowing me to be on the show and for sharing my faith and this book, Be Not Afraid. Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you and worship you. We ask infinite blessings and infinite love that you have for your people upon this listening audience to heal them in every way, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, to fill them with your Holy Spirit to give them all the fruit of the Spirit, greater love, greater joy, greater peace, greater patience and kindness and generosity and self-control, that they may be blessed with your infinite blessings through the intercession of the Blessed Mother, through the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. In the name of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. God bless everyone.
0: Thank you very, very much. You have been listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. And with me today has been our good friend, Deacon Steve Greco. We've been talking about his book, Be Not Afraid. And again, you can get that by going to spiritfilledhearts.org. Uh, you can also hear Deacon Steve on Sundays on these same radio stations at 12 o'clock and you can also hear this podcast again if you would like to share this with someone else. And this has been a great one because essentially what you did was let us have the highlights of this book. And at this time, this hour is a great investment for anyone who wants to listen to it. Please go ahead and share it. You can do that by going to OCCatholic.com. and dot com will either give you the newspaper side of the house, which we have out there, or the radio side of the house. And when you pull down the radio tab, you'll be able to... Go to all these different radio programs, including OC Catholic, and you can hear this podcast. Thank you, Deacon Steve. Thank you all for listening. May God richly bless us all, and we'll see you again next week.